1: Taking a look at the uh, fantasy standings. Eric Zane, second from last. The only person worse, our pal Aram in Tennessee. Oh, God. My team, Team Creepy Dean, is off to a terrible start. I thought there was some hope for me with uh, this. Last night was a Monday night football game, so I've got two players playing in that game. And it didn't matter. Not good at all. And and one of my players uh, is hurt. So, like, he can't play for the next eight weeks. Uh, some running back from San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell, I think is his name. So, I... So, it says, hey, uh, notice this one of your running backs is not going to play for the next eight weeks. You're going to have to make a change. And I go, well, oh, no problem. Uh, some expert uh, drafting by your old pal, Eric Zane. I've got a, a competent backup ready to go. So then I look at uh, my uh, backup running back list. I could uh, replace that running back with Jared Goff. Uh, no. How about, uh, Kenny Galladay? No idiot. He's a receiver. Oh, no problem. I've got this guy, uh, P. Campbell. Oh. No, no, no. He's a wide receiver. Okay, how about the J. DeGuara? Nope. Tight end. Uh, a. Pierce. Indianapolis. Now, he's not a running back. He's white. No, and besides, he's a wide receiver. Okay, Let's go with uh, this guy, Odell Beckham Jr. as your backup running back. No, dumbass. He's hurt and he's a receiver. I don't even have a backup running back. I didn't draft a backup running back. What an asshole. My backup players are a quarterback, four wide receivers, one of which is on injured reserve, And a tight end. Sam the Jew says, waiver wire, bro. I did. I went ahead and uh, I dropped Elijah Mitchell, the guy who's hurt, the idiot, and picked up uh, some hot commodity by the name of D. Hilliard. It doesn't say their first names and I don't know enough about football to know like who that is. So I made a claim and it's pending. I think the commissioner has to approve it and he's out killing pigs. So it's already over. Uh, Sam, the Jews says your league doesn't have an injured reserve to put him on rather than drop him. I have no idea what any of that means. Tyler says, I bet they do have one. Wait a minute. So does that mean I should uh, I should uh, take back my my uh, my claim? Pending trans- transaction. Cancel claim. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll cancel it and let you guys help me. I have. If that's the case, I don't know. Linda says we do. So what does that mean? Does that mean I keep the guy? put them on an injured reserve and then pick somebody else up off the waiver wire. Is that how it works? Ah, okay. It seems pretty simple now. All right. Thank God. I turned to you guys. Welcome into the Eric Zane show pod uh, podcast. I still have this uh, issue where, um, on my damn tongue. It's turned into a canker sore, a vicious, vicious blow to my tongue. I talked about it yesterday and now it's, it's just, it's just an ab. It's actually a little better, but it still hurts. It still bothers me. Uh, so that's kind of slowing me down, but, uh, it'll be fine out of 20 teams. And by the way, we have a gigantic league. Most teams, uh, or most leagues aren't this big from what I'm understanding, uh, and the fact that Aram, I don't know what happened there because your team was a lot better than mine and he has, uh, isn't, he's isn't in, he's in last place. So kind of works out because it could be worse. I could be as bad as him, but I don't think there's any hope for me. It doesn't help that, uh, Aaron Rodgers, my quarterback is surrounded by pop Warner football players. They suck so bad. I don't know. I I think that the uh, uh, Packers may be terrible this year. They are not the same team. And and you know what, frankly, uh, I'm kind of glad because Aaron Rodgers is such an asshole. I can't stand that guy. So, you know, silver lining. If he does terrible, yeah, my team's gonna suck. But I don't give a shit. Uh, it's it's looking more and more to me early on that the Bears are gonna be better than what people thought, and the Minnesota Vikings may be the team to beat. Now nah, it's only one week of football. You never know. But uh, who knows? I have a very dear friend. Is actually two very dear friends who are uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings fans. So they're just loving that. Never won a Super Bowl. Uh, they've been to Super Bowls. But they've never won a Super Bowl. The Lion, uh the uh, Lions are the only team in the NFC to not go to the Super Bowl. The only team in the NFC. All the rest are AFC teams. And they're teams like uh the Cleveland Browns, who are an expansion franchise. Or uh the uh Houston Texans. My God. I, I I still can't get over that statistic. It's it's I think it's one of the uh most dubious statistics in sports that since nineteen fifty seven the Lions have won one playoff game. One. Oh my God! That is so horrible that if they go to a playoff game and they actually you know that that all the fans will be expecting them to lose anyway just just them going to a damn playoff game would be like uh our Super Bowl. Holy crap. All right, so welcome in to this. This is show. 897. Friday we hit the 900 mark and then sometime in 2023 we will hit 1000 shows. Oh my gosh. That will be well uh further than 4 years of podcasting. All right. Well, we live for another day. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it very much from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear. Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Last night on Monday Night Football, by the way, the Seattle Seahawks, they have these uh, bright green color burst uniforms, uh, lime green jerseys, lime green pants, lime green socks, and I love them. I just, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Uh, They took on, this is a great matchup. The NFL got it right because, first of all, they took uh, – uh, what's his name? The quarterback that used to play for the Browns, now he plays for the Panthers, uh, Baker Mayfield. He goes to Carolina, and then the Browns have this ridiculously stupid offseason where they sign the rapist, and then he gets suspended for, like, 11 games. So they've got some idiot who's the quarterback – And everybody expects them to be just shit. And the league schedules Carolina and the Browns week one and the Browns win. Oh, my God. If you're Baker uh, Mayfield, you got to be like, I can't believe that, man. I was smelling blood and you fucked the whole thing up, you idiot. And then the other one that was really intriguing to me was uh, this Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. And then the league schedules week one, the Broncos travel to Seattle, which may be the toughest place to play in the whole league. It's so freaking loud there. You know, if the crowds riled up, it's over like a hundred decibels. It's just stupid how loud it is in that facility. And, uh, the Seahawks have a uh, quarterback, Geno Smith. And it was like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible. Well, this asshole Smith, he starts a game. Like he doesn't even miss till like uh, uh late in the second quarter. And he has this phenomenally efficient game. It isn't like he had a ton of yards or anything, but the Seahawks beat the Broncos in this one. Here's the deal. The Broncos have a rookie head coach. Uh, some guy Hackett or something like that. And uh, it was fourth and five and there's a minute left. And the Broncos have Russell Wilson. So, you know, all right. And uh, it's fourth and five at like the Seattle 46. And, You know, you're thinking, well, I got to get a first down or the game is over. Uh Uh-uh. The coach bleeds the clock down. Hackett bleeds the clock down to one second, calls a timeout, and makes his kicker go out there to attempt a 64-yard field goal. And son of a bitch, he barely missed. I mean, it had the distance. This would have tied the distance for the longest field goal ever. And this kicker kicked the shit out of it. And it was just wide by a little bit. I was like, Oh my God. So the Seahawks escape, but there's sweet lime green unis over the over Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So there you go. Lions play this week, the Washington commanders. All right. Now, I don't know how they managed to do it, the Washington Commanders, but uh, they won their first game of the year. And uh, but this team is this is kind of like uh, this is a little weird, you know. The the team has dealt with a series of issues, most notably dealing with the ongoing congressional investigation into workplace culture and Daniel Snyder's ownership of the team. You know, I mean, that's the type of place where. You know they, they bring in a hot chick and she's sitting at her at her desk and all of a sudden she's get you know somebody harassing her and shit like that and just a bad bad environment from what uh, we are all learning about this about this team. Well, if you were to go to the gift shop in the stadium where the Washington Commanders play, you could get yourself a brand new Washington Commanders coffee mug. Okay. And uh, here you go. This is what it looks like. You can get this uh, this coffee mug right here. You can get a Washington Commander's coffee mug. The, the team said, oh, yeah, this is a great design. We love it. It's our big Block W logo. What do you notice is wrong about this coffee mug? What, what looks weird about this mug? Hmm. You see, white mug. And if you are listening to the audio podcast, you must click on the link in the show notes to see this. With uh, the W over what looks to be a plot of land? What? Huh? They put... Okay, this is at their stadium in D.C. They put the block W over a background of the state of Washington <laughs> Now if this was I mean this is in the arena this is in the stadium in the stadium gift shop that it, it's completely on the other side of the country. it's it's your team. how can you how can you possibly do this? It'd be like if I uh, I said hey get your Eric Zane show gear uh with my logo and it wasn't my logo it was like another show and i didn't notice it ha how do they how does this even happen so <laughs> josh says now the question is are the fans of that team smart enough to notice i don't know i mean if you're uh the fact that you would uh, put, you know even the guy who's putting them on the shelf, the the, 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 the minimum wage worker, are they, how how do you not know? I mean, isn't someone gonna say something that you have uh, so that's not even close? To the state of Washington Washington, uh, Linda, that hurts. She writes, "That's a Detroit Lions move." Come on! I actually sat yesterday and watched. Dan Campbell's press conference from our Detroit Lions. And, uh, you know, I love the guy. I don't think I ever won't love the guy unless he uh, suddenly develops a bad attitude. And uh, I'm holding out hope that um, something positive will happen with this team. But, you know, history will dictate that. Maybe not. Tyler uh, Tyler writes, get your Eric Zane show gear with Eric's face. Over the free beer and hot wings logo. LOL. Fuck. Ram says, did Dan Campbell cry? No, he's not a crier. He's not a crier. He's just a, uh, he's just optimistic. All right. So that's who our beloved Detroit Lions are playing this coming weekend. The Washington Commanders in Detroit. If, Okay. If they play, well, I I don't want to say that they need to play like they played in the most recent game because they lost. And, well, they gave up, you know, north of 450 yards of offense. So I don't want them to – I don't want to say that they need to play like they played last week. There's there's, There's a lot of problems with how they played. But, oh, God. I don't know, man. Got to have low expectations. Again, I picked them 1-16, but I did that kind of tongue-in-cheek. I didn't really mean it. Now, if they actually do go 1-16, I'm like, oh, fuck. What do you do at that point? Does Dan Campbell get fired? All right. For folks watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. But if you want the full show uninterrupted, it's on Twitch. I can't do that. Yes, you can. You just go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Give yourself a little name there. Hit follow so that you know when I go live and you can watch the show live if you want. Uh, uh, Truth be told, not a ton of people actually watch it live. If you do, great. That's fine. If not, watch or listen wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show podcast wherever you download podcasts. There you go. Subscribe to it or listen directly off my website, EricZaneShow.com. I got t-shirts for sale. Got a Patreon, all that stuff at EricZaneShow.com. So thank you so much to all of you who uh, got this first open of the show. I appreciate that. Have a great rest of your day. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, a product of Frank Fuss, my Policy shop insurance. Uh and as I said, wherever you download podcasts, just search the Eric Zantcho. Hang on, Bruce. No, 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 no. We don't want to do that. The dog has like uh, an abrasion on his cheek, and then he wakes up every morning, and. He rubs his face on the carpet and any bit of healing that it had been doing winds up on the carpet and then it starts back over every day. I'm thinking I need to buy him one of those lampshades that you put over a dog's head so that they don't like, uh, you know. So the damn thing heals. All right. Uh, Megan says, I just saw someone in your family. Oh, by the way, apparently I said Redskins. I meant to say commanders. I'm still not over it. Yeah, I need a cone of shame. Yeah, Megan just saw Justin about his car. I wonder how, how bad it is. I wonder what the hell's wrong with this car. That would be my daughter's boyfriend. Um, I have a story about Jacqueline She's such a ridiculous class clown. This moment happened. Hold on. Kenny says, no, Eric, you didn't say Redskins. It was, uh, there was an attempt to type it. That's what was going on there. All right. Yeah. You can't do that. That's terrible. You you get canceled for that shit. Jackie visited yesterday or on uh, Sunday. We had a uh, family dinner and, uh, I was all proud because I had successfully installed the blinds downstairs. And so I go, come on down guys. I want to show you. So I brought Jackie and Justin downstairs and then, uh, uh, the lines were on TV, on the TV downstairs. So Justin and I are standing there with Jackie in between us looking at the TV. And I don't know what possessed her to do it, but we she was slightly behind us. And um, she started making a strange noise. I think, I don't know what that had to do with it, but I think she wanted me to look at her. And so Justin turned around and looked at her before I did. And then before I even turned around, he goes, no, what are you doing? So then I turned to look at her and, uh, she's pulled her shirt over her head. And, and now, uh, she has exposed her bare breasts. And so I turn and see my, uh, 25-year-old daughter, her naked breasts, and who does this? What kind of, what daughter shows her boobs? A grown woman showing her boobs to her father. I think only a daughter who was it was my spawn. Would do something like this. Dad. Look at my boobies. Kenny says. Why has she always done this shit? I don't know Kenny. I think it's. I think it's that. Um, uh, uh, bizarre. Trait that I gave her. About attention. Okay. So we're looking at the. At the football game. And apparently that's too much for her and she wants attention on her. So she takes, she puts her shirt over her head and her boobies are there. Uh, says, what are you doing Eric? Don't look. Well, I didn't even know what was going on. I just heard Justin say, what are you doing? No, I turned around and I looked now. If he had said, Jackie, put away your boobies. Then I wouldn't have looked, but, I turn and I go, Oh my God. And I cover up my eyes and I'm like, Jackie, come on, you asshole. And she just laughs hysterically. Now she kind of takes after her mother. Uh, they, they, uh, do not, they weren't blessed. All right. And, uh, Diana didn't like that. And so she went to a surgeon who repair, uh, uh gave her some enhancement and, So now Jackie wants that too. And, um, but I don't, I don't want to see my daughter's, my adult daughter's private parts. Okay. I am not interested in that. Um, and I would say most people aren't. If you are, then if you are interested in that, then there's something wrong with you. So, uh, I go, Jackie, come on. And then, she said something to the effect of, there's not much to see, but not for long. And she apparently is going uh, to get breast implants. And she's extremely excited about this. Now, I don't know. I I think I overheard her talking about it, that she's going to do this before she gets married. Um, So let's see here we're talking two and a half months away and that there's some serious recovery time to that. So I, I, I don't know what, what is going on. Maybe she's going to push that off till later, but that whole thing that everything about that, what I just described to you happened that way. It's just stupid. And I don't, um, here's the deal. She is, um, after she, she heals, um, from this surgery, which she's no doubt going to get, she's going to go through with this. Uh, I I fully expect her to uh, flaunt her breast implants around the house, and it's like Jackie. I don't need to see that, and she's such an exhibitionist. Yeah, this is a, this is nothing. There's nothing positive here. Okay. This is all a a very very ugly scenario. Okay, so I just can't stand any any bit of this, and that's 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 oh my god. Uh, okay, folks, I have something entirely this is an entirely different topic here. Uh, this is concerning Chick Fil A. There was a. Um, NBC News had the story that uh, Chick-fil-A is in some hot water. And I'm like, okay, what are they do? De- I think Chris D. sent this along. I appreciate that. If you ever want to send me a story, um, you can get it to me. The easiest way is on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericzancho.com. But he sent it along on uh, Twitter. He DM'd me, I guess. And I'm like, okay, Chick-fil-A says a tweet. The headline reads, NBC News. Chick-fil-A says a tweet that seemed to refer to the black community was a poor choice of words. So when I read that, I said, okay, so the black community is offended about something, and Chick-fil-A is having a mea culpa by indicating it was a poor choice of words. But now, When I read what was said, and I'll get to that in a second, I was like, no, it's not a poor choice of words. And you shouldn't be kissing everybody's ass over this. This is ridiculous. Now, a little bit of history. Chick-fil-A has been in hot water before because uh, for years they would give money to... Charities that are associated with anti-LGBTQ stances, okay, and so that was kind of a problem. In fact, I've got a uh, a lot of I have a lot of friends uh, and family members who are in the gay community who I won't go to Chick fil A because politically this would cause a rift in friendships. I know, I know, but I was actually, someone approached me and said, uh, yeah, I don't like that you, I was actually having Chick-fil-A and this person said, I, I, I hate that you're eating that. I go, why? Well, because my son is gay. And they, they, uh, support anti-LGBTQ, uh, organizations. And uh, I went, well, you know, I get that. I, I get that. I, I will commit to not eating there. Fast forward. I have a bottle of a Chick-fil-A, uh Chick-fil-A, you know, like the, what you put on it, the, the sauce. You, you can buy it. And I, <laughs> we've got a bottle of it in the fridge. And uh, we had a bunch of gays over and uh, we were actually having, I am not kidding you those chicken sandwiches that I brag about those, my own version of a crispy chicken sandwich. And Oh shit. It was like an episode of curb your enthusiasm because I get my Chick-fil-A sauce and I put it on. I'm like, I take a bite out of it. And I'm like, and I'm looking around the table. I'm like, Oh God, I'm waiting for someone to notice it was a different batch of gays that I have lots of gays that I, that I am, that I love very much. And so I'm like, Oh shit. And I'm, I'm waiting for one of the gays to bust me about my Chick Fil A <laughs> special sauce. And I know some of you are like, "Oh no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, embargo, you shouldn't uh, avoid Chick Fil A just because that." It's like, no, no, I, it's not a big deal. Uh, you worry about you. I'll worry about me. Don't tell me what I should do. It's okay. Just you be you. I'll be me. I actually agree with my gay my uh, gay family members and friends who say they don't like, Eric, we don't like that you have Chick-fil-A. Now, should I tell them to mind your own business? Of course. Of course I should. But these are family and friends. So I have to go, you know, you're right. Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to eat Chick-fil-A. So that's, you know, where I stand. However, however, um, I am team Chick-fil-A here. Okay. Here's what happened. So after I read the headline, Chick-fil-A says tweet that seemed to refer to the black community was a poor choice of words. After I read that, I was like, okay, something bad has happened. Chick-fil-A is under fire for a tweet. That social media users said, called out a Twitter User's race. I guess a Twitter user tweeted at Chick-fil-A Friday, quote, grilled spicy deluxe, but still no spicy nuggets at Chick-fil-A. So this user uh, is happy about the grilled spicy deluxe sandwich, but wants the nuggets to be seasoned that way. And that's all the person wrote. In a direct response, the official Twitter account for Chick-fil-A responded with, your community will be the first to know if spicy items are added to the permanent menu Don. Don was the user. That's it. That's the problem. And I read that and I went, what? What? Again. Again. Chick-fil-A wrote, your community will be the first to know if spicy items are added to the permanent menu, Don. People are so hypersensitive. They're suggesting that because Chick-fil-A said your community, that Chick-fil-A is racist by saying your community. Now, I read that as where the guy lives. Uh, It could be West Michigan. It could be Washington, D.C., It could be Gainesville, Florida, but people who are looking for trouble. And that's what this is. People who love to get worked up and find something to bitch about, especially concerning race are going cuckoo because Chick-fil-A wrote your community will be the first to know if spicy items are added to the permanent menu, Don, and it's all, what do you mean by your community? That's it. That's what's happening here. Oh my god. Now the people who are making the I mean it's it's not everybody. I I was reading the uh thread of this and there's a lot of people who are of color saying, "Oh for fuck's sake, people. This is just ridiculous. This is we're you're making a mockery of actual discrimination. This is not, this is not anything to get worked up over. Uh, while the initial tweet had only six replies, Chick-fil-A's response got more than 700 replies and 4,300 quote tweets because of its choice of wording. Many Twitter users called out the account's decision to use the term your community, questioning whether it was targeting the identity of the user who appears to be black. Come on. Another user wrote, your community, I'm going to need explanation for that comment. Our community wouldn't want to think that there was some racial undertones behind that. Oh, my God. It must be really exhausting to be so wound up and um, on the with with, uh, you know, Uh, uh, rabbit ears on everything in the world. And it's amazing that people get anything done. Trey wrote Chick-fil-A, this ain't a good look. What you meant by that specifically? Uh, Abe wrote to that guy, get the mental health you need ASAP. You are reading way too much into the harmless comment. This person wrote: There are some people that will find anything uh, will find a problem, a negative in anything you say or do, just to pick a fight. Making everything about race is why our country is so divided. Your community is where you live, and each area has some different menu items than other areas of the country. Grow up. That's what just random person said, and that's what I wish Chick Fil A would have said. Barry wrote, they hate gays and black people, too. You eat the food of someone who hates you, or is it all good as long as they're hating someone else and not you until they show that they hate you, too? Hate is hate. Enjoy. Yeah. No. Come on. Chris wrote, yeah, you're always trying to turn things into racism. Your community means your neighborhood. You know where you live. I'm sure the uh, Reverend Al Sharpton will, will own be making a comment and attorney Ben Crump will be looking for a way to sue Chick-fil-A. I personally would rather eat at Popeye's. Oh, my God. Randy wrote, you woke people are what is wrong with this country. Now I don't agree with that. I think there is a, a place for woke, commu- woke people in this country, just not here. Literally community as in town you live in and look at you all reaching for more drama constantly such garbage. All right. I am team Chick-fil-A there. I won't eat there, but this is bullshit. Sam, the Jew writes, why are people so daggum sensitive? That's got to be very tiresome. My God. Kenny says, I haven't had fast food in weeks now. Congrats. Well, when you say that, do you mean you, like, haven't eaten at Applebee's? Hang on a second. Daisy. Call me when you've eaten only at home. You must be down 50. All right. The open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Before I get to that, first of all, a word from my Patreon. Uh, I thank you so much. If you are listening or watching the uh, free audio or video podcast, please consider a financial contribution to the Patreon. 15-plus hours of content, which I just realized, damn it, yesterday I did not post a new edition of the Lost Zane Recordings. My bad. I will do that today. I also have on the Patreon, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia today, a $100 game. That means Dale is on a a winning streak. A, A lovely lady by the name of Rachel will be taking Dale on today in Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. On the Patreon. Oh, God. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five bucks a month is all the audio. Ten bucks a month is all the audio, the video, and the live streams. I would love it very much if you would sign up. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you're enjoying the free podcast, please consider signing up for the Patreon, even if it's just for one month. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, The Kent County Health Department. Great sponsor of the show. Reminding you that when it comes to immunizations, they have you covered. Now, if your kids are not up to date on their immunizations, even if you don't live in Kent County, if you live in one of the surrounding counties, reach out to the Kent County Health Department. They have so much uh, vaccine available for your uh, little kids, measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, pertussis, uh, meningitis. They can help you. Go to the website, accesskent.com slash health, September is National Immunization Month for your little ones. And you can get these immunizations for little or no cost. Speaking of a uh, community-oriented sponsor, Gift of Life Michigan, where all they're asking is for you to check your heart. And what I mean by that is look at your ID, whether you are within the state of Michigan or not in the state of Michigan, anywhere. If you see in the lower right hand corner a red heart, that means you are on the organ donation registry. In the unlikely event that something terrible happens to you, your organs will be harvested and they will live on in the life of another person who so desperately needs those organs. I was just reading a statistic that we just, the United States passed, the one millionth organ donation. I thought it would have been higher. But um, if you could, I want you to go to the website, G-O-L-M, G-O-L-M.org. If you are within the state of Michigan, that's Gift of Life Michigan, dot org. If you are out of the state of Michigan, go to registerme.org. And this is going to take you 90 seconds, two minutes tops, to fill out the form. And once you're there, it's done. You don't ever have to do it again. And you forever are registered on the organ donation registry. Please help out. There are people waiting. Now, again, don't go dying on me. But if you do, for God's sake, your organs will be harvested. Uh, my friends at Blue Frost IT remind you that if your small or medium sized business is in need of a tech upgrade, think about reaching out to them as your first step, because if you just go and start buying stuff, you know, this is a changing landscape technology. Um, You got to make sure you have uh, the appropriate materials that you are buying. You could buy too little, too much, or not the right stuff. Get a 30 minute complimentary consultation from blue frost it. You can call them at 616 285 Or if you want, Go to their website, bluefrostit.com. You can find them online there or send them an info. In, uh, in, in info, Jesus. An email, info at bluefrostit.com. <clears throat> Speaking of a sponsor, I think there's a legend in this household. Reaching out to Joe Martinez. Hey, 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 buddy, how are you? Good. Did you get in the house okay? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What do are you? Are, are you, are you and I guess you have to let the air out of the lines. Is that right? Uh, I don't know yet. That's what I'm trying, but I'm getting a lot of water out so okay. I don't know what you got going on. Do hey, I, do you do you want me to come down and show you what's up?
0: I figured it out, but um, my uh, Twitch says the channel is not online. You're, I
1: don't know if you're on or not. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I am. I don't know. It might be something on your end. Okay. Yeah, the water is only, or the uh the line that I opened up was the one in the sunroom. It says sunroom two. Beg your pardon? That says sunroom two, on then it was zone valve. Okay. If you say right. so. I guess. Well, I, mean, I don't know. There's a couple valves here that are shut off. One says do not touch. Yeah. They so do not open. Um, so I'm assuming that's the one that you uh, turned off. I don't know. I The one I I, I turned off is, uh, you know what? I'm going to come down and show you. Okay. okay, I'll be right back. All right. That's it. That's Joe Martinez. You can hear him. He's working downstairs. I want you to stay right there. I got to go show this dummy what I did. Thank you for your patience. Thank you. Thank you very much. You call the exhibitionist. Be Jackie. She says whenever I call, she thinks someone's dead. She's at work. Hi, B-J. All right. She didn't pick it up, so now she's in a meeting thinking someone's dead. Nobody is dead. I just wanted to call you while I was on the podcast to ask you why you always take your shirt off in front of me, period. So uh, near where we live here in West Michigan, <laughs> there's a story that is unfolding about a uh, deputy with the Kent County Sheriff's Department who just got fired at first. They didn't say they wouldn't say why he got fired. And then the story kind of, uh, crept out. Jackie just wrote at work. I was going to text you and said at work is someone dead. She always thinks I'm calling to tell her someone's dead. This dude, this, uh, Deputy Marcelo Aranda was fired. And they're like, ah, well, how come? And the, and the Kent County Sheriff's office said, ah, we're not telling you that's an internal matter. So then the TV station figured it out that he was involved a few weeks ago in like a road rage incident. And from what I'm understanding, he, uh, he, someone was. Um, I don't know. There was, was some deal with a guy who was driving. He uh, ends up uh, following him over and do like a rest stop, and then all they all they're saying is that the deputy uh, punched a paralyzed driver. <laughs> so the the headline reads: Fired Kent County deputy accused of assaulting paralyzed man. All right, we got to get to the bottom of this. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. Sheriff's deputy Marcelo Aranda has been fired, accused of assaulting a paralyzed man.
0: That incident happened just over three weeks ago near Lansing when Aranda was off duty. News Ace Byron Tullifson is in studio now to show us some cell phone video from that incident. Byron?
2: The video you're about to see was shot by the passenger in the paralyzed man's vehicle. A Kent County Sheriff's deputy off the job tonight. And charged with assault and batteries. Cool. Stop resisting, please. Yeah, stop. Me. No, hey, stop listen. resisting. Yeah, please. Off He's- Tyler me. Lucan, who says he was already paralyzed from the chest down, says he was assaulted by Deputy Marcelo Arondo. No, don't do it, sir. Woman, don't do me. it, sir. It happened on August 19th when Lucan says he was driving in Ingham County. And came across road rage incidents. He says he tried to remove himself from the situation by getting off at a rest stop. He says Aranda, who was off duty at the time. Hold on. I got to back this up. Followed him. and sir. Don't do it, sir. It happened on August 19th when Lucan says he was driving in Ingham County and came across road rage incidents.
1: Lucan, that's the guy who's paralyzed, was driving and came across road rage incidents. I don't. Does that mean he was in a road rage incident?
2: He says he tried to remove himself from the situation. I think it does. By getting off at a rest stop. He says Aranda, who was off duty at the time, followed him and ran up to his car. Lukin says he tried to start his vehicle and drive off, but Aranda pinned him under the steering wheel. I'm not resisting. I'm not doing him on, anything please. to him. My Make it a pause. My hands. I'm not, hands not gonna get off. off me. Hurt him. I'm not gonna don't get hurt. off. Please, please me. don't hurt him. I'm not hurting him. Look. For more than a minute and 20 seconds, cell phone video shows the off-duty officer holding Lucan under the steering wheel. Lucan says he was suffocating. You're choking. I'm
1: not
0: choking. choking.
2: Help me. Hey, listen, listen.
1: I think his head is actually in the steering wheel, you know, like in the opening. Hey,
0: listen, please listen
1: to me.
2: Lucan repeatedly tells Aranda he couldn't breathe. Aranda gets off him and says this. i resisting. Me? You hit me in you the face.
1: Me? No, I didn't. She's got you in the face. Hey, stop,
2: sir. Stop, sir. Aranda then grabs Lucan again and punches him multiple times before putting his arm around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Oh.
2: Lucan says the attack split his lip and forced him to get five or six stitches. In the video, Aranda claims that Lucan struck him.
0: are getting on the face. No one, no one. Hey. Why don't you make Call it on the face? The police. <laughs>
2: The sheriff's office fired Aranda after an internal investigation. He is now charged with assault and battery in Ingham County. Aranda had accused Lucan of driving drunk. Court records show Lucan was arrested and charged with operating while intoxicated the same night.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't know if right at that incident they tested him or whatever, but I guess that's what precipitated this. The deputy thought this guy was drunk and he was, and was able to get him to pull over. And then I guess he was doing an off duty cop arrest or what? I don't know.
2: The charge against Aranda is punishable by up to 93 days in jail and a $500 fine. I reached out to Aranda's attorney, who tells me they have no comment while the criminal case is pending. Aranda is scheduled to be arraigned in court this Thursday at 8.30 a.m.
1: Okay, so... I don't know, man. I'm not a cop. I haven't walked in the cop shoes, and, and, and I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that everything that had happened in this story was probably wrong. Uh, I, I I mean, who knows? I don't know. if the, Is there some type of deal where if you are an off-duty cop and you suspect someone is driving drunk, you can kind of like, uh, you know, take the law into your own hands? If, uh, or, or, or aren't you supposed to call uh, like another cop maybe and have them do it? But you do be stay inside. Hang on. Jesus. Uh, that, is, that is all weird. Um, so then the whole business of Kenny writes, he was helping him do yoga in his car. No biggie boy. Yeah. You know, I can tell that you're still doing DDP yoga every you're watching DDP yoga and, and Saul, every comment you make has something to do with one of those two things. Um, Oh God. So he's punching the paralyzed guy. I mean if you're the cop and the guy I mean I didn't hear anywhere in there hey he's paralyzed but I'm assuming the cop knew that the dude is paralyzed from the chest down Oh god this one's a mess Um and then if he if the cop is like well he's resisting me ah shit how much resistance can a can a paralyzed guy really uh, put out I guess enough because this guy felt the need to punch him in the face Kyle wrote paralyzed drunk guy the guy was drunk he should have been driving um, I had a cop call me once to tell me he saw my son driving dangerously he could have pulled him over even though he was off duty he said yeah I'm pretty sure he was okay in pulling him over I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, what do you do? The guy tried driving away. To me, this uh, uh, this opens up kind of like a can of worms that um, if you roll the dice on some type of jury uh, scenario, perhaps this guy could be exonerated and then maybe successfully sue. Why the hell is that guy driving in the first place if you're paralyzed from the chest down? How does that even work if you can't move your legs? And if you're sitting next to an able-bodied person, a person who's not paralyzed, wouldn't you defer to them? So basically, this dumb bitch that's sitting next to him says, All right, uh, here we go. Uh, I could drive, but... The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the eufy video smart lock e330 this thing's amazing these people sent me one and i'm so happy i love it so much it's a lock it's a 2k camera it's a doorbell three in one triple security you know a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door you're gonna have to pay a monthly fee that is not the case with the eufy video smart lock e330 and by the way i want you to search e-u-f-y video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate It will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full 3-in-1 triple security with Eufy I'm going to let the drunk, uh, paralyzed guy drive me. What? Who the hell wants to ride around with a drunk dude who's paralyzed? You'd think she'd say, you know what? Let me take the keys. It's bad enough that you're paralyzed, but you're drunk and paralyzed. Cole writes... A uh, drunk, paralyzed guy is better driver than that chick. You're right, and that I think that that is um, it leads leads me to this: since all women are terrible drivers, uh, even the best woman driver is not better than a paralyzed drunk. I think we can all all agree on that. I think even the women will agree. That they have no ability to drive. Now I don't either. Um, I also am a terrible driver. I am the exception. I'm a I'm a horrible driver, um, but I'm a little gay and kind of a kind of a girl, so you know I'm on team women driver. Uh, I defer to the men. It's not my fault that all women and me are terrible drivers. So you can't sit there and accuse me of being misogynistic because I am as bad or worse than you. So I am not part of that. I am the exception. I am a horrible, horrible driver. Uh, but most men excel at this skill a million times better Than any lady. And that's just a fact of life. Okay. (laughs) Maureen says I'm a horrible driver. Says the limo driver for hire. Well that's different. When I have uh, people. Passengers that aren't my family. In the car. And it's not my car. Then I'm a good driver. But when I'm with my own family. I'm way too lackadaisical. Kyle writes, in their defense, it's hard to drive while on your phone, doing your makeup, and whatever else chicks do. (laughs) Thank you, Megan. You see, my one supporter, she says, Eric is a legit limo driver. She's been in the car when I've been driving. I had to put up with Kids Bop and whatever nasty songs Megan put on the stereo. Uh, while um, I was driving the limo and I did an absolutely incredible job. So there you go. So that guy lost his job. Unbelievable. All right, Aries Spears, comedian, is worried that his career is over. This is really interesting. I had I've. I did not hear the story. It only it broke like a week ago. But uh, Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish are both in trouble um, for a comedy sketch that they produced for, I think it was like uh, Funny or Die or something like that years ago. They did a a sketch called Through a Pedophile's Eyes. And in it, they um, involved two young kids. And the two kids were, uh, let's see. Well, now one is 22 and the other is 14. So they were minors when it all unfolded. The 22-year-old is now, believe it or not, the guardian of the 14-year-old. The mother of these two thought it was a good idea. And I, I think the mother is kind of a loser. And um, the two kids don't have anything to do with the mother now. And now that the, well, one of the two is an adult, uh, they have a problem with what they were subjected to. And so they are suing Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish. I was shocked at the amount of time that has passed. <coughs> Excuse me. And I, I have not heard about this story until just yesterday, but when I read it, I was what the fuck is this? But this all started to unfold like September 1st, right about the time that Ari Spears said that Lizzo looked like the shit emoji who, uh, won a big award yesterday. Uh, at the uh, Emmys. She won an award for something and she, uh, I don't want to even go down there. I don't want to talk about it. Congratulations. With Lizzo, if you don't kiss her ass, and now I am going to talk about, it. if you don't kiss Lizzo's ass, everybody hates your guts. If you don't say, yeah, She's beautiful and an absolute, she's just a treasure. She may be a treasure, but if you don't like, kiss her ass because she's heavy, uh, you're dead. So I'm trying to avoid this. There'll be a time and a place down the road later on. All I'm suggesting is her life expectancy is dramatically shorter unless she loses the weight, which is why I get on Kenny's case. It's like, you want to live, don't you, jackass? Get get your, do the fucking yoga. uh, Eat at home. And he is. He is. I give him credit for that. He is focusing. Uh, But I guess she doesn't want to live a long life. I mean, I mean, how fucking selfish is that? Do you not have people that love you? Because you're going to be dead if you don't take care of your body. You only get one, dumbass. Anyway. Sorry. Rant over that has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. It just happens to coincide with the time. So everybody is like saying, good. I'm glad this is happening to Aries Spears. Um, so Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears are the subject of a lawsuit. They've been accused by these two people, Jane Doe and John Doe, two siblings are 22 and 14 now for asking them to perform sexually suggestive acts for a pair of comedy sketches filmed eight and seven years ago when the one was so, I don't know, it doesn't matter. I I can't even figure out their ages. They were under 18. And uh, including one titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes, the lawsuit was filed pro se without legal counsel on Monday and accuses Haddish and Spears of intentional infliction of emotional distress, gross negligence, sexual battery, sexual harassment, and sexual abuse of a minor. Haddish is also accused of negligent supervision, failure to warn, breach of fiduciary duty, and constructive fraud. In this lawsuit, Jane Doe, who, as I said, is now the legal guardian of the younger kid, her brother, Describes both of the sketches. Which the siblings were reportedly. Recruited for. Due to a friendship. Between the mom. And Haddish. Doe. Describes. Both in the suit. And in an interview she did. Being brought to a recording booth. And then shown a video. Of two college students. Suggestively eating a. Subway sandwich and was then asked to mimic the sounds and motions. Here is the report describing the suit. Haddish verbally explained what was expected of Jane Doe and then showed Jane Joe, Jane Doe, how to give fellatio. So that was, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 15, 16, 14, 14 years old. God. Including movements, noises, moaning, and groaning. That's what Haddish was describing to the 14-year-old girl that she wanted her to do. Moan, groan, do the pepper grinder, and uh, pretend that you're giving someone fellatio. Now, that right there sounds so fucking sinister to me that why would you do that? The lawsuit describes Spears allegedly looking on. While a physically, emotionally, and mentally uncomfortable Jane Doe received this instruction. So this all happened, in, and Tiffany Addish is showing a 14-year-old how to do this with Aries Spears watching. Jane says it was eventually made clear to her that she wasn't doing it right, or she wasn't giving the desired performance. Jane Doe was paid $100, and declined at the time to describe the incident to her mother. A year later, Haddish returns, approached the family again, claiming to want to film a Nickelodeon sizzle reel for John Doe, the boy, who at the time was uh, like seven or eight. Okay. Instead, though, the kid ended up filming Through a Pedophile's Eyes with Haddish and Spears, a video originally posted to Funnier Die's user submitted section and since deleted from both their and Spears' YouTube account, in which the former Mad TV actor plays a pedophile leering at the then seven year old boy who spends most of the video in his underwear. God dang. Although Jane Doe says she was present at Spears' house on the day of the shoot, she said Haddish ordered her to stay downstairs while the sketch was being filmed upstairs. Here's the description of the video. During the sketch, the camera zooms in suggestively on the seven-year-old's buttocks and crotch while he plays. Spears sprays baby oil onto the child's back and massages it into his shoulders in one scene. I don't even like reading this. And at one point, the child plays with a train in a manner that suggests phallic masturbation. In another sequence, Spears smokes a cigarette while observing the child nude in a bathtub. And pours water on his feet. I feel like I've committed a crime reading this description of the accusation. My God. These people think that this was a good idea. The lawsuit states that after the filming was done, uh, Mr. Doe called his mother crying, saying, I don't want to do this anymore. This is a seven-year-old kid. Jane and John's mother says she asked Spears to show her the footage that had been shot, but Ari Spears allegedly kept repeating that it had not been edited. Eventually the lawsuit states that Spears claimed John Doe had been so uncooperative that his footage had been deemed unusable and deleted. It's not clear from what we have access to whether John's footage was used in the eventual posted now deleted video or whether another young actor ended up filming the scenes. That's what they want to know. Meanwhile, Haddish allegedly told the mother something to the effect of, I don't think acting is for him. So the kid is being subjected to this horrible uh, uh, scenario and and doesn't like it. And Tiffany Haddish says, I, I, I don't think it's for him. I, hey, maybe this isn't his calling. He's not into this video where uh, Ari Spears is going to act like uh, oh god both Jane and John have reportedly been in therapy since the incidents the legal complaint includes a statement from John that the pedophile sketch fucked me up bad stating he now has difficulty trusting adults and a fear of being recorded the pair's mother has negotiated a settlement with Spears in 2019 over the video But that agreement didn't directly cover either Haddish, who reportedly declined to participate, or the siblings themselves, who are now pursuing their own legal approach. Oh, my God. The lawsuit seeks general and special damages as well as any appropriate statutory damages. Spears reportedly hasn't responded to requests for comments, but a lawyer for Haddish issued a statement that evening asserting that the plaintiff's mother has been trying to assert these bogus claims against Ms. Haddish for several years. Now the mother has her adult daughter representing herself in this lawsuit. The two of them will together face the consequences of pursuing this frivolous action. Fuck, man. Good luck with that. You can call it frivolous, but that's fucking horrible. Everything about this. Uh, Now, side note to this. Spears appeared on a podcast about 10 days after that first story that I just talked to you about. So on Sunday, they uh, a story came out about his appearance on this podcast, and Spears is suggesting that his career is over because of this. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, it talks a little bit about, about what I just talked about. And then uh, during the episode of Spears' podcast, Spears and Steinberg, the 47-year-old was seen reading audience emails when he stumbled across a message from his mother. In the email, Taurus, his mother's name is Taurus, encouraged Spears to keep his head up during the storm. Spears' mother also claimed that despite the lawsuit, he is still evolving into his prime. As the video continued, Spears brought up how his co-host Andy Steinberg gave him the same advice his mother did. They talk about, there's you know a couple of uh, timestamps about where you can hear this. But, um, yeah, he's basically saying, I think my, I think my career is over. And then now you got a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, no sympathy for you because you didn't show Lizzo any when you called her the shit emoji. <laughs> On top of that, you did that fucked up ass skit. Leave your mom out of it. Like y'all left them kids mama out of the process of that skit. Uh. He wasn't getting emotional speaking on Lizzo's weight, like, come on now. So it's all coming back around. Shit emoji crack uh, is is coming back to haunt him because nobody's taking... Uh, I wouldn't... I mean, I'd, if I'm friends with Aries Spears at this point, I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to move off to the side and let you handle this business. And then... Uh, Hopefully if it works out, we can reconvene, but my God, you're, you're encouraging a seven-year-old to masturbate a train. The kid's wearing his underwear and you're zooming in on his, on his crotch and his ass. And you're, you're accused of putting a uh, uh, oil on him and massaging his back and smoking a cigarette and the kid's crying. And Oh shit. My God. Fucking. Hey. Hmm. Yeah. Maureen says, "What the fuck is wrong with these people? Is there money involved? I never liked Tiffany Addish. This confirms my feelings about her. We can only hope both their we can only hope both their careers are over. Karma is a bitch." Kenny says, "These are disgusting, trash people." Chris says, "Is Spears a, a fucking stupid or a pedo? How about the fact though that this happened years ago and we're just hearing about it now?" I mean, and he, the skit was published and I think that it's been swept under the rug. I mean, um, if we, okay, let's uh, all things being equal, let's say the story isn't a story and it doesn't exist. I think we're all a little bit hypocritical because if we watched a skit like this, not knowing what actually happened, that the kids were upset we would assume that the kids were okay with it, and that the parents were okay with it. And it was, it wasn't as sinister as it's being sounded, uh, talked about in this lawsuit. I'm laughing at that skit. I would laugh my fucking ass off at that skit, but I'm looking at it through the lens of this lawsuit. So it's creepy as hell. And it, it probably, I would assume it was creepy as hell, but I'm not on the jury, but, um, so I'm probably no better because I, if that skit, if I saw that skit, I'm gonna laugh at that skit. I'm just telling you, okay? But I can't now, obviously. But I, I, I think we're all ready to uh, uh, kill these two people uh, based on the lens of the people that are accusing them of it. You, am I? Am I at least? I'm at least attempting to kind of make a point here. That we're probably all a little bit hypocritical when it comes to shit like this, but knowing what we know about now, no, obviously not. You would never want to subject a child to that. Uh, Kenny says they should have used—they a- shouldn't not have used actual children. C- correct. They should have used Stewart from Mad TV or something like that. Yes. Don't use actual kids. I'm with you. I'm with you they should not have um actually made the kids and then the whole deal about haddish teaching the kid how to uh uh, give head oh my god i think that if we saw it we would assume that it wasn't kids and then we would laugh at it right i don't know maybe i'm gonna get canceled too holy shit But that's a mess. And then um, the fact that why are we hearing about it now? I mean, this is obviously people have worked very hard to sweep this under the rug. These are two. Tiffany Haddish is a pretty big star. Ari Spears, not so much, but big enough. I mean, we all know who he is. We've talked about him on the show. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, uh, little confused at how it's taken uh, so long to, uh, for, this to, for this to come out. Holy crap. What a what a ridiculous deal. All right. So Ari Spears is worried that his career is over. Thank you Sarah Honda Granville. S E R R A. It's not Sarah like S A R A H. It's Sarah Honda Granville. Now, they are on Kenawa right near 44th Street in West Michigan. If you are anywhere close to the area, this is what I want you to do. If you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, they are the authority. They have the biggest inventory on the planet. Go see them to get a certified pre-owned vehicle. The way the car industry is right now, you have to order your car. So let's say you want a CRV or a pilot. They have cars there you can test drive. Yeah, I love the Pilot. It's great. I want to buy it. Okay. Uh, Pick what you want on it. So then you sit down with your sales professional, and they go over the features that you want, and then you wait a couple weeks, and then they say, okay, it's car pickup day. They prep it. It's right in the front. There's balloons. They clap for you. Congrats. You got your new car. Off you go. Sarah Honda Granville, online at sarahondagranville.com. Hang on a second. Bruce, knock it off. Thank you so much. Uh, Just got word from a friend of mine who said, who's the guy who does insurance? I have someone I know who doesn't have access to employee health care. And I go, you see, this is how it works. This is perfect. Thank you so much. I'm talking about my policy shop insurance. Frank Fuss is who you need to reach out to. Now, I've been um, working with Frank for quite some time. He specializes in a couple of things. First of all, uh, healthcare.gov, which is Obamacare, which is set up for people like me who runs his own personal business. This is also for people who don't have access to employee insurance. Um, uh, their employer doesn't offer it, I should say. Or maybe you're between jobs. Okay, so the government helps fund the premiums for you each month. It's a terrific program. More details, as Frank will help you every step of the way. And there is no charge for his services. He gets paid by the insurance companies. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. 616-616. Nine one four four zero seven zero. If you ever get in the weeds and forget who this is or the number, I mean, I get it. You're not listening to every single word. You're not hanging on every word I say. You can always back up, but hell, just reach out to me and I will introduce you myself. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. If anyone in your life is utilizing the Medicare system or about to at age sixty five or Social Security, can help you every step of the way. This guy is the real deal. I count on him. Every year in the fall, I uh, reapply for health insurance through healthcare.gov. Frank does everything for me. Reach out to Frank and please mention my name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Comedy this weekend at Full House Comedy. Online at fullhousecomedy.com. Question I saw posed. Could me and 30 of my friends beat up a silverback gorilla. This was taken from my favorite site, Cora. And I, re- as soon as I, th- I saw it, I was like, well, I don't know. 30 guys is a lot of guys. 31, actually, in this scenario. Could 30... 30- Friends and I take on a silverback gorilla with no weapons, just our fists. And we're talking about uh, NFL players, the biggest MMA guys, NFL players, uh, 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 college wrestlers, whatever. Jiu-jitsu expert and Joe Rogan. It doesn't matter. All A big pile of of, of macho, strong the biggest, uh, best, baddest combatants on the planet in one corner and a silverback gorilla in the other corner. This guy right here. What would happen? So then on the site, experts weigh in. And an expert on silverback gorillas weighed in. This is what he wrote. And I just found it interesting. One silverback gorilla taking on 31 men equals 31 dead men. (laughs) There is nothing you or 30 of your closest buddies could do to hurt a full-grown silverback gorilla. Which, by the way, I just saw a video the other day, one of those videos you see online, that says he, he reunited with his uh, gorilla friend in the wild. And it was the story of some dude who, they showed the video of him uh, when the gorilla's little. It was, it was one of these. Actually, it wasn't a silverback. It was a gorilla, but it wasn't a silverback gorilla. And, you know, it's hanging onto his leg. And then he had to reintroduce it to the wild, wild because it was becoming too big and a little too wild, you know, and somebody had gotten hurt. So they reintroduced it to the wild. And then they had a tracker on it, though. So they had an idea where it was. And so then like five years later, the thing's full grown. And this dude who raised it, he was told not to do it. But he goes venturing down this river somewhere. And I don't know what exotic part of the world it was. And uh, he's calling out the thing's name. And after like three days, it comes out of the woods. And he knew it was the gorilla. And uh, the gorilla saw him. And the guy, he was on a river. And he gets out of his boat. And he, he goes to the shore. And the, they like reacquainted. And it was like awesome. And the gorilla's hugging him. And then the gorilla went and actually got his mate, and his, his little ones. He brought his kids and introduced. It was awesome. <coughs> and then the guy goes, well, I got to go, gorilla. So the guy gets in the boat and goes back the other way up the river. And then the gorilla doesn't want him to leave. And he's like uh, walking along the, the river, keeping an eye on him. And then uh, the guy gets back to his camp, and there's the gorilla It's several miles, and the, the gorilla's family, they're all keeping an eye on him. And then a guy, uh, he, he takes a bath in the river the next day, and then the river co- the uh, uh, gorilla looks at him and then walks away. And then that is like his final goodbye. It was like amazing. It was awesome. I bet you thought I was going to say that then the gorilla and the family attacked and killed them all. But no, I mean, no such luck. Uh, it did not go that way. That would have been an incredible story. But no, uh, I just thought it was awesome. And I, I, I marvel at how human-like great apes are, you know? Back to this, though. Nothing you or 30 of your closest buddies could do to hurt a full-grown gorilla. Gorilla's skulls are too dense and thick for any of your strikes to affect him. A head kick from the hardest kicker in the world, Mirko Krokop, would damage his leg more than the gorilla's head. Gorillas are built to withstand the rigors of living in the wild, which includes fighting other gorillas. <laughs> you would be going against an experienced heavyweight champion in a fight you have not trained for. Once that gorilla feels you and your friends are a threat, he will tear through each of you individually as, you, as if you were paper dolls. He is strong enough To break your bones with a strike from his massive and lightning fast hands. Or he could snap your your bones by squeezing you in his bone crushing grip. Oh my God. He can pull all your limbs from out of socket, leaving you disabled. Or he could just rip them off your body completely if he chose to. The worst and most effective movie has at his disposal is the ability to bite you with his massive fanged gorilla bite. Imagine the regret you and your 30 friends will have for not initially running away from this fight as you witness this lone gorilla quickly tearing large chunks of flesh from your bodies before any of you have time to react. The fight scenario you proposed would end with 31 dead and broken bodies lying on the ground while the gorilla beats his chest in triumph like King Kong. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of injury or being maimed. Oh, damn it, I don't have it here. I can't play it. It's too bad. Maybe if I download it. My good friend, uh, Jason Teary from Threads Podcast sent me something that you're going to want to see. Let's see. Main plus video. Can I share this with you? I sure hope I can. I don't think I can. Maybe. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. I do that. I do that. I do that. I copy that. And I put it right there. Aha. Okay. Now, I think I can do this. Let me make sure this is working. It's not. I don't think it is. Damn it. That's too bad. Jason sent me a terrific soccer video. Um, Sorry. Really running out of momentum here. It's because I suck. Shoot. I can't play it. Anyway, forget that that happened. I had a uh, meeting yesterday with uh, a sweet man uh, named Harry. Harry. And I uh, I learned that um, Harry was on my hot dog eating team back in the day when I was on WBBL. So 2016, maybe 2017, maybe 2018. I had a uh, hot uh, hot dog eating contest with gravy. If remember gravy from Hot FM. Um, and uh, we were out at uh, out at Grand Coney on uh, Lake Michigan drive or Michigan Avenue downtown area. And this dude, Harry was on my hot dog eating team. Now I, I didn't remember that, but I, I, I met Harry yesterday and he informed me, he goes, Hey, yeah, I was on your hot dog eating team back in the day. So I was like, Oh, okay. Now the reason why I, uh, I, I took this meeting, Harry reached out to me and, um, he said, I have a nonprofit that I need some help on. Can I talk to you about it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I met him at the uh, local coffee shop. We sit down and, um, after the hot dog eating contest, uh, Harry has um, has uh, gotten married, he's had kids, everything is going great, and then tragedy strikes uh, his family. There was a story in my neck of the woods in and around Jenison, Michigan, where um, in February of 21, Tragically, his daughter was walking home from elementary school, his seven-year-old daughter. This is going to make you sad. And she was struck and killed by a car. <clears throat> Some of you may even recall this story if you live in the area. The daughter's name was Ruby. And so it was just a few blocks from school where it all happened. So uh, I, I, you know, I cannot imagine the anguish of that, honestly. Um the horrible nature of something like that. And um, as time would pass, though, it'll be two years this February. Um, He and his uh, family started a nonprofit, a charity, and all it is really is focusing on Ruby's name and helping her name live on by supporting the area homeless. And this is um this is something that they put into action. I tell you what, and um uh, what they've done is once a month they go downtown Grand Rapids. Uh in that area where we were giving away socks around those um homeless shelters, Degage and Guiding Light, and they set up their uh their grill and they have Uh, a ton of food that they cook on one day, a second Saturday of every month. They do that. And um, he asked me if I wanted to support the charity. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, so basically him giving me the background and the story. And, um, and then Kyle writes, are the homeless having sex on tables on Monroe center? Well, probably. And that's what you want to do. You want to have sex on those tables and then you want to go eat food. So that's where Harry comes in. Thank you. That's, that, that, puts a, puts, that puts our first humorous uh, spin on this story. And I didn't think it was possible. But you're right. The homeless are definitely having sex. And they get hungry after sex. That's where you and I come in. We're going to feed those hungry homeless people. But So I was kind of blown away because Harry's like, yeah, this is what we do. And uh, he's also expanding that to, uh, more outreach and the homeless people get like uh, a goodie bag in the, in the fall to keep them warm and things like that. And so this is kind of like the way that the family, his family is, um, is honoring the memory of the, the lost loved one, the seven-year-old child, Ruby. And so I'm like, well, I can provide a lot. I can provide, we can talk about the publicity that I can do for this. I can talk, uh, that you got that. And, um, and then, you know, I'm sure that the audience will want to support you financially when I talk about it. And then also bodies. You might, you might need volunteers for this. My group loves doing this stuff. So this is a great thing. And his charity, and I'll be talking about it a lot more on the show, and I'll be interviewing him uh, monthly, in fact, about these things. I, it was a full-on commitment by this show uh, getting, getting behind this. And helping him in his organization. So I I uh, I just met the guy yesterday in person. Like I said, I had known him, met him once before, but I didn't remember when he was eating hot dogs. And then uh, this horrible incident happened. And I oftentimes marvel at when people take something as desperately and and uh, inc- uh, just incredibly uh, awful as this, and then turn it around. And um, use the, uh, that as inspiration to do something amazing. And so I just wanted to talk about it now so that uh, to let you know that there is a time when you'll be seeing interviews with Harry and I talking about these events, and this will be something that we can all, as a group, get behind and go downtown and, uh, and do it. So, yeah, I just wanted to take a little time, and I, I honestly cannot imagine... Um, what that family has gone through, and I think that he described to me that doing this has assisted their family in trying to um, adjust to life post-tragedy, post-accident, and my God, I just can't say enough about them and their family, so I'm really looking forward to this. Tyler writes, that's a great cause. And then he adds, but the homeless really need some video games to play on their Xboxes plugged into the outdoor outlets. We're going to do our part, Tyler, (laughs) because they obviously can play down there. He says, if it would be cool, if you could score a bunch of Bomba socks again to give out while they hand out food. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if I could pull that off. We could reach out to dude and make that happen. (coughs) So, all right. I just wanted to get to that. Uh, That was uh, something I wanted to wrap up the show with today. Okay, very good. Uh, Patreon happens a little bit later on. I'm excited about that. I want to see you on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, I have one more story that I want to get to after this, and it's it's gross. It's ridiculously gross, and it's my fault. You're going to be disgusted by this and probably want me to go away. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you need any maintenance like I am having done right now, you can reach out to Joe Martinez. A&E Heating and Cooling. With the uh, fall and winter approaching, you do want to get that furnace checked on. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. $79 when you call. If you need a furnace or an AC unit installed, he can install it for you. He's going to put the ComfortMaker brand into your home. Also want to say hello to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you need a mortgage, that's who you call. Maybe you need money out of your home. Maybe you need a refi. Maybe it's your first mortgage or your 10th mortgage. Maybe you're buying rental properties. Uh, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231 332 6505 5. Okay, yesterday on the treadmill 7 miles at race pace. Oh god. It just hurts. Um race pace is okay. It just sucks, but you have to be able to maintain it for the distance. So basically just chalk up However long you're racing, you're running. And it might as well just say, be miserable for seven miles. You know, if you're going at like an easy pace, it's like, ah, boy, oh, yeah, I'm working. But you can, you know, carry on a conversation. Um, This is, you could maybe say one or two words in between breaths. Sometimes four words. In this case, I shouted out four words, which is saying something for me. But I was working. Now, again, my race pace is not enough to beat Mike Ball. There's no way in hell. Um, but it's faster than what I thought I could go. I had a goal of like, I mean, in fact, for this marathon, this half marathon, I'll be happy with nine minutes a mile. Okay? But yesterday for the seven miles, I kept it below 830. I was like 828 for seven miles, and it was tough. I mean, my God, I was sucking ass That last half mile, it was a bitch. Now, when I run and I'm indoors, I've got a towel, I've got Kleenex, and I've got an excessive amount of snot. And um, I don't necessarily like uh, using the uh, towel to blow my nose. But at this stage in the, because I'm wiping my face with a towel. So basically, I'm just rubbing snot on my face. But at this point, with a half mile to go, I'm like running out of gas. And I'm like, I don't even get a shit. I don't care. If I did do that, fine. So I could very easily just grab the towel and blow into my nose. I don't care. It's that, I mean, the machine is completely coated in sweat. I got to wipe the whole thing down. You know, I got to sanitize it when I'm done. And that's going to happen. And that did happen. Then I got these uh, Kleenex to actually blow my nose, but they're, they're completely wet. The the Kleenex are loaded with my own sweat from my face and snot. So it's just a ball of Kleenex. And I'm so incapacitated that I don't want to grab because I'm working the towel. It's too much effort to actually grab the towel and it's long, you know, and put it up to my face and blow. So what do I do? I put my hand over my face like this and with my index finger, closing my left nostril, I then blow my nose into my hand. I think I just did it. So I hold the left nostril and with my hand, I blow uh, covering my nose, I blow it through my nose, and all of the booger goes into my hand, which I then wipe on the towel. I know that sounds ridiculous. Why don't you just pick up the towel? Trust me. At this point, I've got. I it's it's difficult to do any and any movement more than I need. It's more work to grab the towel and hold it to my face than it is to do what I just did. Trust me. At this point, I don't care who's watching me. That is until someone calls me out on what I'm doing. Then I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Because over my shoulder, I hear, wow, you're gross. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. Andy from Team Knuckle Dragger has seen this happen. And has busted me. Now, so I'm guessing no one else, well, I know no one else called me out on it. I'm guessing everyone else has seen me do it, too, and they just aren't bold enough to say anything. Andy is. He's right. Yes, that is gross. And, yes, it is gross. I don't have an excuse. I own it. In front of all those people on a treadmill, I blew my nose into my hand and wiped it on the towel. I, oh, I also wipe it on my shirt too while I'm running and I don't care. The shirt's going to come off as soon as I get in the locker room. I'm not even going to tell you that I'm going to correct this behavior. And so he goes, oh, you're gross. And I, I, I look over my shoulder. I'm running as fast as I can. As time is running out. I got uh, uh, three tenths of a mile to go. I grab the towel and I go, I got a towel. And he goes, well, then use it. I just had to tell on myself over this. It's ridiculous. What a disgusting thing. I actually feel bad. Even describing it to you, I feel shame. Tyler says, oh, my God, I shook your hand on Saturday. I would have washed my hands, idiot. Brandis says, sometimes I really question why I torture myself by listening. Maureen says, Brandis, did you listen to the Patreon yesterday? If you didn't, don't. Don't. She's referring to uh, labia. What is that procedure? Labiectomy, labiectomy. When, When women get their labias trimmed. Kenny says, at least you don't stop and take a dump on the treadmill like you're running outside. Aram says, Eric is so disgusting. Labiaplasty, that's what it is. No, Brandish, you have to listen to that. For the simple fact of the, the, the uh, math that I did with the, uh, over one half ton of labia meat. Runner Girl 001, who should know a thing or two about this? Says, not sure what's worse. You blowing your nose in your hand or sticking your hand in a toilet to unclog it. I would say that is worse. I don't think that blowing your nose in your hand when you're running is that different. First of all, I only did it that way. At least I didn't do it like onto the next treadmill. And besides, you know, if you pick your nose... How is that different? Do you not pick your nose? Is it because it's in public? Is that the problem here? Is that what we're focusing on? I don't know. The only thing that would have made that worse is if you licked your hand clean after. All right. So a little uh, confession there. Now we need to know the asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. I think that you all think that I should be the asshole of the day, but before, because that's the most recent story, it's fresh in your mind. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Talked about fantasy football, about how Aram is the only person worse than me, on it. Talked about the lines. Get your uh, Washington Commander's mug. Chick-fil-A. And all the idiots saying that Chick-fil-A is, I don't know, making some racist statement. The deputy who got fired for beating up the, uh, the drunk quadriplegic, or whatever the fuck he was. Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish. Joe Martinez is in town fixing my shit could 30 dudes beat up a gorilla the touching story of the Risley family and what they're doing to honor the memory of sweet Ruby who lost her life nearly two years ago and then of course there is me Uh, yeah I can't even I agree Uh, that is your asshole of the day. Your old pal, Eric Zane brought to you by TC paintball. Oh my God. How embarrassing is this? I don't know. Kenny says it should be famous pedo people. Really? All right. Well, maybe I've got enough people that are chiming in on that. I was going to take it. I was going to take the hit. Famous pedo people. That's a good way of saying it. That's a first, I think. Changing the asshole of the day. All right. Famous pedo people are your assholes of the day. Unapologetically loud. Says, no, no, no. Eric is the asshole of the day. Well, maybe next time. Maybe next time i'll tell you what i'll take an honorable mention how does that sound okay just because i blow snot in my hand that doesn't make me the asshole of the day all right all right thank you folks i appreciate you you have a great day i'll talk to you down the road have a good one bye-bye